And it's a new week. <laughs> a new week. I, is it? Is Saturday a new week? The end of the week. Oh, it's Thursday. It's, ne- it's actually right. Thursday. But I think even the, saying it's a new, a new week on Thursday is not quite accurate unless you work on like Thursdays. <laughs> this is on the That's Outrageous calendar. Oh, in that case it's a new week this is the dawning of a new week yes yeah. um and i've got some stories for you this week and i mean you gave me one which was is truly outrageous which we'll yeah. get to very shortly i got some others and then we got a movie in the mix what what more could you want look at the top of a new week that's all <laughs> that's all you could ask for <laughs> if this isn't preparing you for the for the new week that's because it's <laughs> thursday <laughs> How about this? Get ready for the weekend. Okay, well, as as stated, this is That's Outrageous. <laughs> I am Chrissy. And I'm Anne, and this is the podcast where we get you ready for the week, <laughs> break down the news you may have missed, and talk about a movie you probably haven't seen. Yes. This week, I'm I'm gonna claim that I picked this movie. You did I pick it. I know I did. I did. I picked this movie, but I'm not proud of myself. You picked it, and I said to myself, "You fully Googled like romantic comedies." <laughs> like, what was your Google search for, for the ones you threw out? I went. Someone did a Google search on romantic comedies. I actually, I didn't. I didn't. You know. A lot of times we pay for these movies that because they're not readily available. I just went to all the services that I had and looked at the movies that were currently available without having to pay for them, which might fall into the category. How did I pay? Because I told you it was on Amazon, but it was on Netflix. Well, you know what? That's fine. Cheap Charlie was looking for the free films. Well, $4 well spent. All right, Anne, but first we're going to talk. I feel like, you know, it's very funny since we've been doing this podcast, there's a lot of stories that come up that are similar and you're like, wow, that has happened more than once. (laughs) And yet things do happen more than once. And this one, a woman, a a 72 year old woman was at a um, museum, I believe in France. Yes. In Paris. She was in Paris. What museum? The Picasso museum. Oh, I didn't make it to the Picasso Museum when I was in Paris. I wish I had. There's just so many museums. It's impossible to see everything unless you're there for a long time. That's your humble brag of being a world traveler. And, That's, and by world traveler, I mean I've been to Paris. I've <laughs> been to Paris. I've just been to all the museums in Paris. I, I can't keep track. Oh, to take it all of the museums would be quite a... <laughs> if only one day. Well, uh, this woman went to the Picasso Museum, and there's there's works of art in the Picasso Museum by artists other than Picasso. Oh, well, yeah. that's why. Why? I, I the the I just report the news, and I I can't that's get into some it. false advertising. Well, Was it artists inspired by or? Uh, I don't know. Well, this artist had a his art was Uh-oh. a jacket hanging on the wall okay well i'm gonna stop you right there (laughs) because come on they were i'll just tell you this 
and look, I love, I love art. I love going, I'm, pre I'm prefacing by saying I love and appreciate art. I liked, I love to go to art museums. However, I was recently in an art museum where the art on the walls were blank canvases. And I said, this is, this is outrageous. Like th that doesn't count. The art is that this artist tricked everybody into thinking that that's art. This was a jacket hanging on the wall and it had postcards in the uh, pockets. Did they say, ha ha suckers? Ha ha. Well, this woman, this 72 year old woman, uh, mistook it for like a jacket that someone left behind and she picked it up and took it. First of all, let's say it was a jacket someone left behind. Who the fuck is this lady that she's going to take the jacket? Let's just say that. So either way, this woman's an asshole. <laughs> well, I think maybe she, maybe she has some cognitive issues. That's all I'm going to say. 72 is not old. It will depend. There's, you know, there's different. Does it say she has cognitive issues? Well, I'll say this. This is what happened. So she took the jacket home. Then she had it altered to fit her. Okay. <laughs> okay. But then she, what happened was they had her on videotape stealing the jacket. But she, <laughs> but it, it, it didn't even matter because she went back to the museum a few days later. I guess she's a museum goer. And they were like, that's her. And they arrested and she, her. And she's wearing the jacket. She wasn't wearing the jacket. That would have been hilarious if she rolled in with the altered jacket on. I'm like, what? She was like, I have the jacket, but I altered it. First of all, you when you go to art museums, I mean, granted, I have not been to the Picasso Museum, but every museum I've ever been in, it's very clear what the art is. There's a little sign. It's displayed in some way. It's not like... I think it would be very difficult to confuse that for just a random jacket is what I'm going to say. One could argue. Yeah. But they did, they did arrest her, but then when they found it and I guess they spoke to her, they just let her go with a warning because I think they realized that she truly had no malice intended in stealing the jacket. Well, again, though, that is still taking someone else's jacket, even if she didn't think it was art. It's still taking somebody else's jacket. What if that was my jacket? And I said, oh my God, I left it hanging on that hook at the Picasso Museum, my favorite jacket. And then I go back and it's gone and this lady's had it altered. Yeah, she had it altered. Whatever she happened to the lost and found? Well, and it brings to mind, we did a story last year, I believe, I think it was in Japan where the art had paint cans underneath the- Yeah, uh, those assholes started painting. Exactly. Oh, and then we did the guy who drew the eyes. Who, well, he knew what he was doing. He yeah. definitely knew. He's like, he I doing. need to improve this. <laughs> that was in Russia. Yeah, the person who's like, let me just paint with this paintbrush. I'm like, the audacity. I know, but I think there might be something with this woman. They were saying something about her intellectual faculties. Whatever. Okay. She had the faculties to go to a tailor. Oh, she did. Well, she wanted to, she liked the jacket. She wanted it to fit her. She's like, can you take it in a little bit? Yeah. All right, here's one you might enjoy, Anne. Okay. A Pennsylvania family's pet cockatiel was lost for three years. Wow. Showed up. This is like the uh, this is like the flamingo from last week. Showed up on the front porch of a church 
uh, in Lancaster County. Oh. And someone who worked at the church was like, I don't think this is a normal bird. Because it, it is like sort of an exotic looking bird. Yeah, and they'll talk to you too, won't they, cockatiels? Well, it's funny because they they wrangled the bird and they called the local animal rescue group. And then they took pictures of the bird and posted it on Facebook. And very quickly, uh, the family who lost the bird three years earlier contacted them. However, to make sure that this was their bird, the family said, could you play the theme song from the Andy Griffith show? Oh, brother. Because it loves that song. Well, you know what? This is a conscientious family because they're not just taking the bird willy-nilly. They're like, unlike the other lady, let's make sure this belongs to us before we proceed. So hats off. Yeah. And sure enough, the guy uh, who had the bird started whistling the song and the bird started dancing and bobbing its head. So that's when they knew this was their bird. <laughs> However, and now this is like another story we did about a cat last year in California. They reunited with the family, but now the family has since moved to a smaller house and they don't feel like they have the room to take care of the bird. All right. Well, then I stand corrected. These people are assholes. Once again. So the bird is staying with the rescue group who actually likes the bird and is keeping it in their office. It's an They're office like, bird. oh, yeah, no, we thought he was gone. So maybe they were trying to get rid of it when it got lost here's okay here's my biggest question if they had no intention of having this bird back why contact the rescue group and go just curious is that my bird oh it is yeah i don't want it like don't bother <laughs> live without knowing maybe they wanted to find out if the bird was okay these people are no okay. no okay well i thought you were gonna like that one ann i liked that the bird will dance to the andy griffith theme song I, yeah i knew you'd like that Although I have been to that town. To the town where the where the cocktail was? Where the Andy Griffith the show is based on. Oh. <laughs> I was like It's in North Carolina. Like not too far from my where my family lives. And I was like, that'll be fun. And we went and it was and um it was it's called It's up a pilot mountain. What the hell is the name of that town? It let me just put it this way. Don't go. Note taken. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I, you know, now I don't even know how to approach this next story because I already know you're <laughs> outraged by that one. You're really coming in hot. Two for two. All right. Well, you sent me this story and it is very disturbing. A dolphin was stranded on a Texas beach. First of all, nobody wants to be stranded on a Texas beach. <laughs> and it was alive. However... Well, let me say, first the beachgoers push the animal back into the sea. As I guess you should do. I don't as know. As you should do. Although really, I guess after reading this article, what you should do is call a rescue group and hope they get there very quickly. Yeah. But they, I would say that's the right intention. They tried to push it back to sea. But then when it got to sea, they then tried to ride it. Okay. I think all of those people should be arrested and put in jail for animal cruelty. That's what I think. Well, actually, they could face fines and jail time. They should. They should They should have fines and jail time. What kind of... Here's my question. In under what 
how does your brain get to the point of I'm going to now try to ride this dolphin? Yes, unfortunately, the the dolphin then washed up again, still alive, but then died on the beach before the animal rescuers could get And you know there. what the dolphin was thinking? This is how I'm going to fucking go out? Yeah. With, with, with this guy trying to ride me in his American flag trunks? Yeah, and, you know, they said that, well, here's, here's a shocking statement. They said behavior like that really stresses out the animal. It's stressing me out, and I wasn't even there. Yes, so they, so, uh, you know, here's a public service announcement. Never, any dolphin, well, sick, washed up, don't attempt to feed, swim with them, chase them with boats or jet skis, trying to pet them. All of these things uh, are illegal acts that disrupt the animal's natural behavior and can cause injury, entanglement, or death, as is what happened in this case. Once again... What astounds me the most is that, number one, anyone would need that information to know not to do it. And number two, these are all people that I guess had enough money to have a leisurely day on the beach, which means they're all employed. Well, and then I have to go, is that guy making more money than me? The guy who's riding the dolphin? Because then I'm going to walk into the sea. <laughs> oh, it's all too much. <laughs> yes, this is a very, it's a very sad story. Anyway, they they did, they... The authorities came and took the took the dolphin to try to re find out the reason it, it got stranded on the beach in the first place. How do they know that they were riding the dolphin? Like, is there footage? Is there something like to be an idiot and like record it on their phone or something? There's certainly not footage that was included with this article. Um, however, I guess there were just a lot of people on the beach that could to, could testify. To oh that. God! So people are like, oh my God! Look at these fucking idiots trying to ride a sick dolphin oh for christ's sake we're doomed we're doomed <laughs> you know who's going to be surviving the, the cockatiel whistling andy griffith the cockatiel is going to have the last laugh that's it he's going to be like later losers and by losers i mean humanity i think isn't it true that birds survived the dinosaurs like there were birds that lived back then that yeah they live and that, those kind of birds live a really long time like my friend danny has a a uh, parrot and he i think he's like in his will like the parrot is gonna live for parrot's gonna live to be like a hundred or something oh gosh all right and well let's segue to the movie that i chose this let's. week you know i tried that's all i'm gonna say i tried i liked it you didn't like it so the movie i chose this week is called mr right and it's from 2015 yeah and i thought i go the ellen degeneres one with bill yeah. Pullman. And you're like, no, it's because like, I'll watch that. That one's called Mr. Wrong. But I had never heard of Mr. Right. Never even heard of it. I didn't even, I'd never heard of this movie in my life. I never heard of it either. And it actually has a good cast. It has um, Anna Kendrick and Sam Rockwell and Tim Roth. All yeah, veritable movie stars. Yeah. I love Sam Rockwell. Love. Like, I have a crush on him. Well, and he's, well, and he is charming in this movie in a Very charming. Way. He's always charming. This is this is my theory about this movie. I think someone had research. Like, what kind of movies do women like? They like romantic comedies. What kind of movies do men like? They like action shoot 'em up adventures. Yeah. Let's put them together. Put them together and get a movie that everyone is gonna wanna see. 
I mean, to me, it was as I was watching it, I'm like, this is very like kind of gross point blanky. Yes. You know, it was kind of like a derivative of gross point blank, which I love. I love that movie. So I was like, that's fine with me because I love Sam Rockwell. I like Anna Kendrick. I think she's cute. I like a lot of movies she's in. Tim Roth's great. So I'm like, okay, I'm on board. Yeah, and I was doing a lot of, I was trying to read a lot of reviews, and that, yes, uh, Gross Point Blank was mentioned, True Romance was yeah, mentioned. Yeah, kind of true ma- romance yeah. And even Pulp Fiction, there's some shades of Pulp Fiction. Though, this movie falls well, fall short of all of those movies. All of those movies are far superior to this one. I agree, but I still thought it was cute. Ugh. You didn't? I thought it was cute. I thought this movie was completely deranged. Literally, I was like, this is a deranged movie. I mean, the characters are deranged. They sure are. So just quick, this is why I think it's deranged. The story is that Sam Rockwell plays a hitman Mm -hmm. named Francis, though he doesn't like his name, so you don't really find that out until later. Yeah. Anna Kendrick. She's way crazier than... Sam Rockwell, in my opinion. She's she's nuts. I 100% agree. She's yeah. the most crazy person in this movie by, by a long shot. Yeah. Because she plays a seemingly normal woman who, when the movie starts. I don't even think she seems normal. The very beginning with, with the it's like children at school yes. being like, here's what I want to be when I grow up. And I immediately took offense to the fact that what were they supposed to be? Like maybe seven? Something, something like that. Maybe. And it was 1992. And I said, well, it's going to take a minute to get me on this person's side. And they show this, you know, the one kid, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a blah, blah, blah. And then a girl being like, I'm a T-Rex. And I immediately went, you're too old to be behaving this way. Number one. And number two, no. Yeah. Why is that? That Yes, you're right. That actually set the tone right there. She was crazy from the get go. We're just like too much. You know, you're too much. Take it, take it, take it from a from an eleven down to a five. <laughs> well, yeah, and who who the heck says they want to be a dinosaur? That's delusional. Especially when you're that old. If you're right. one, sure. Even then, I'll go. The, well, no, but that was too old. Yeah. So so when the movie starts, she's trying to prepare this surprise dinner for her boyfriend. He walks in, literally making out with this other woman and that's how she learns that her boyfriend is cheating on her and so i guess we're supposed that's supposed to establish that she is unlucky in love and on the rebound right i guess i mean that guy was just a total dick and was like oh well this is what that whole part was weird I, i don't even know what the point of that was why do we even care about this guy her relationship any of that yeah i think it was supposed to say that she doesn't pick the right people because I guess. Then she meets Sam Rockwell in like a 7-Eleven type store. Yeah. And they literally bump into each other and he immediately starts asking her out. And she, rightfully so, has pause, is like, what do you mean you want to go out on a date? And he's like, well, it's three o'clock. What else you got going on? Let's like, let's go out. I'd go out on a date with Sam Rockwell at three o'clock in the afternoon well he see he does seem he even is calling himself creepy and i'm like and everyone's like yes this is creepy and they there's the part where it's like they knock into the condoms and then he catches all of them and he says yeah. something like they're 
there's enough condoms in here to choke a goat or something and maybe not yeah yes for some weird reason he they feel the need to let everyone know that he has this sort of special ability to like I, almost slow down time or yeah something. that part i didn't understand it was also you know what it was Horsey? also they pitched it and they said and you know how in the matrix when they kind of freeze frame we're gonna do that too because yeah. there's a lot of like freeze framing where they're like literally dodging bullets like in the matrix no there yes i think that was supposed to because then he goes and later on he explains this little superpower that he has to anna kendrick which i didn't understand what he was talking about did you no and she <laughs> but it also seemed like she kind of then had that ability to a, to a lesser degree. Chrissy, it's about kindred spirits. It's yeah. about there's someone for everyone, I, especially when the man is 20 years older than the woman. <laughs> 17. He's 17 years 17. old. 17. Yeah. Lucky 17. Yeah. Yes. And he has a special ability, though, Anne, because I think they had to go into that needlessly because against so many odds, he's always killing everybody. Like he could be outmanned by 20 people and he always leaves one step ahead well because we learned that he was like a cia operative for a long time and then he his friend who's tim roth turns on him somehow and then he decides he meaning sam rockwell he's no he's out of the business of murder for hire but instead he's going to murder the people who try to hire him for murder is that correct yeah so it's like i'm calling you going hey murder bobby down the street and he's like surprise i'm murdering you because you told me to murder bobby that's right tim roth explains that he had a nerve he said he had a nervous breakdown and developed a moral compass and now as a result of that exactly what you said when people hire him he winds up killing them which leaves open two very big questions which is one how is he making any money if he's killing the people? He probably made so much money from being in the C- doing all the CIA stuff. I bet he's pretty rich. And two, hasn't word gotten out that he kills everyone who hires him? So why does why do people keep hiring him? True and true. And then I guess the point of why they're they're trying to kill him is he's kind of like a, I guess like uncontained asset. I don't know what you would call that. Where I'm sure they just want to like cl- close up the loose ends. But it's like no one can kill him, basically. No one can kill him, yeah. So in the so then against this backdrop, there's a romance happening because right. he is now charming Anna Kendrick, who's completely falling in love with him. And I will say to his credit, he never lies to her. Like no. at one point they're on their first date and he's like, excuse me. And he leaves and he kills someone and he comes back and says, sorry, I had to go kill somebody. Right. But obviously she thinks he's joking and just being charming. I'd be like, sorry, I had to go kill a guy in the parking lot. And she's like, ha, 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 ha. Until they're in a car and he's like, real quick, I got to just go get this from this guy. And then she sees him murder the guy. Yep. And is like, oh, shit, like that's real. And, you know, naturally was a little upset by that. Right, which is where, okay, so if you leave the first 30 minutes of the movie, if you're like, okay, whatever, I guess I could go along with this, then the rest of it becomes completely ridiculous because she, as you said, witnesses him murder someone, and yet after not a long period of time of trepidation about dating someone who you know is a hired killer, 
she's just basically overcome by attraction to him and is like, oh, whatever. That's literally what she says. Oh, yeah. whatever. I mean, he is hot and there, everyone has flaws, Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a part where he's throwing knives at her and she's catching knives. That was another yeah. kind of matrixy thing where he's like, feel the way of the earth. It's like, I don't know what's happening, but it, yeah. I think the point they were trying to make is like, he he saw something in her that was um, like a kindred spirit. Yes, I think so. Right? I mean, I think that's that was the attraction. Yeah, but again, she sees, so she's initially scared when she sees him kill somebody. Yeah. Then Tim Roth comes to her apartment posing as an FBI agent, but really he's trying to kill him. Right. He tells her this whole thing about how he got the moral compass. She's now afraid of him. However, he calls her up and is like, I'm coming over. And instead of like running terrified from her apartment, she just waits. She just waits for him. And yeah. she says to Tim Roth, oh, hey, who's staked out outside of her apartment under the pretense of protecting her. Do you think I should be afraid of him? And Tim Roth is like, not really, no. Yeah. Meanwhile, she has these roommates who are, you. I mean, that one roommate is a saint. The, the blonde girl, she yeah. was a total saint because can you imagine living with Andrew? I would have, she was deranged the entire movie. So the roommate the whole time is like, you're nuts. Like pull it in, get it together. You know? And what I thought was funny in the movies, they do, they do make Anna Kendrick do a lot of things just to show that she's like crazy. Number one, wearing cat ears, any young girl who wears cat ears, beware, unless you're Ariana Grande. Or it's Halloween. Two, yeah. Oh, that's true. I was a cat in Halloween when I was that age. Two, satin sheets. <laughs> satin sheets. That combo maybe might be fun for a night, but beyond that, I don't know. Okay. Well, and the other thing is when Sam Rockwell comes to see her, he sees Tim Roth outside of her apartment and he knocks him out. Yeah. And then is l dragging. Now, this is, she hasn't seen him <laughs> since she saw him murder someone. She's yeah. dragging, he's dragging in a body. And she's like, oh my God, is he dead? But not really frightened. And he's right. like, no, he's just knocked out. Yeah. She's like, that's cool. And then the roommate comes out and is also like, oh my God, is that a dead body? And he's like, no. And everyone is just kind of like having these like, and this is where it's kind of like Pulp Fiction, but even like I was thinking, or kind of like gross point blank when Minnie Driver sees him in the in the hallway and the, you know, fighting the guy and killing the guy with the pen. Right. So in the face of this tremendous danger, none of them are scared. They're all just having these sort of sarcastic one-liners. Mm -hmm. That's how some and, people cope, Chrissy. Yeah. Yours truly. I, I was reminded <laughs> of Pulp Fiction when John Travolta and Samuel Jackson break into those young men's apartment and they are scared out of their minds they're not like doing like quippy one-liners even in a quentin tarantino film fair and yet these guys are all like nya, nya, nya. like I, I don't even know making jokes so then they they hear on on tim roth's radio because he does have a legitimate police partner who also doesn't know that he's a hired killer right He's radioing him saying, oh my God, there's like 10 men coming into the apartment. So now, now Sam Rockwell knows that they need to get out of there. Yeah. So they 
go out to the back patio where this very violent uh, scene unfolds, where he... <laughs> A very violent scene unfolds. He kills, I don't know, at least five people. He does some, like, I mean, you go, he's put just good action stuff, Sam Rockwell. Very smooth. Yeah. And she's watching, again, she's caught in this whole thing, watching it, not really all that phased. No, she's like taking it in like he's like moving the car or something. Like, okay, I'll just be yeah. up here. She's like, now, granted, five minutes before, she was sort of afraid. Now now he's like, I'm sorry, I told her I wasn't going to kill anyone else, but I have to kill somebody right now. And she's like, no, go ahead and do it, babe. It's all good. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, that's fine. I don't. I really don't mind. And he's like, really? Because I feel like I'm going to hear about it later. She's like, no, 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 it's totally fine. Although he's not really, he's like shooting a lot of people in like the kneecap so he can hobble them and not kill them. Well, yeah. And so this whole thing, all right. So this whole thing happens and there's a few people that he's like kind of letting go. Like you can go where they have this whole, again, another witty repartee exchange. <laughs> like, don't you look familiar? Yes. I saw you at the big shootout in New Jersey. Oh yeah. Well, that was my first one. They have this like whole ridiculous conversation. Right. He's letting them go. But then, as he thinks he's in the clear, Tim Roth comes out of nowhere and shoots him. Yeah. Now, here is their perfect opportunity to kill him, which is what all everyone wants to do. Yeah. And yet, they don't, and he's able to escape. He's like a cat with nine lives. Yeah, and the whole dumb thing is that the main reason that the... the gangster guys let him escape is that the one gangster who's in cahoots with his brother wants Sam Rockwell to kill the brother so that he could become the head of the crime family. Right. That brother, the one, the other one, he, I kept going, this guy looks like Robbie Benson. He does. And his name is, I thought so too. He looked, his name is Anson Mount and I looked him up. But I was like, is it Robbie Benson Jr.? Because that's who I thought it was. <laughs> I don't think so. No. It's no. <laughs> like, don't you think? I was like, this guy looks exactly like Robbie Benson. And I'm really dating myself. No, he does. He does. But, yeah. Although he is too old to be Robbie Benson Jr. Because I looked that up too. I know. I was like, <laughs> he looks so familiar to me. And I'm like, I had to have seen him in something. But yeah, you did in the 70s as Robbie Benson. <laughs> <laughs> um. And also one of the hitmen is played, I don't know how you say this guy's name, RZA, who is from Rizza. wu Clan. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, there was a lot of this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I liked that. I liked how we had, like, the rapport. You know, like, I thought that was cute. I I thought it was cute. I, I, I mean, I was like, oh, okay. I never heard of this movie. And now I'm watching it and I'm enjoying myself. I thought the whole thing was deranged. It is she, deranged, but it was still cute. She's literally dating a, a hitman or not a serial killer he's killing many many people even though he's vowing not to kill people he's still killing yeah them. well yeah i mean in this case he had to for it to protect himself he wasn't doing it on purpose that's his line if he has to if it's kill or be killed he'll kill well i mean that's reasonable they're actually okay so anyway so it all winds up they wind up kidnapping anna kendrick he has to then go to the house to get Anna Kendrick back. But that's the whole thing. There's several people throughout this thing that he spares, that he could kill, who were about yeah. to kill him, and he spares. So none of it is Yeah, Riza. Yeah. He saves him. Because he yeah. was, I mean, there were like a couple of guys that were just kind of like, he could respect their 
they're like, you know, he's like, oh, he has, he, he's like, you're good at the, your job. And, you know, he knows it's not personal. It's, I've, I, well, I don't know. I think he has a weird line. He also doesn't kill the, the, the main, like, criminal, Vaughn, who's the one who wants his brother killed. Right. And that was ridiculous. He should have killed him. He knew he was going to kill him if he had the chance. Anyway. I thought he was going to kill him because there was a whole scene where Anna Kendrick is tied up and that character beats the shit out of her. I mean, he like punches her in the face a couple of times. And I thought, oh, that's going to be the excuse why Sam Rockwell will kill him because he, he beat her up. But that didn't happen. Right. And here's where you really knew that Anna Kendrick had lost her mind because she gets kidnapped She's with these killers. I mean, she's seen these people kill people. They finally take the tape off her mouth and she's just wising off to them. It's like, what what planet are you not afraid of these two men with guns who have kidnapped you and you've seen them kill multiple people? Yeah. But she's like, oh, my boyfriend's going to come and kill you. Are you excited? I'm like, what? I mean, she, yeah, there were moments where I was like, she's real crazy. Like she's doing a lot of weird laughing and it was like, a little she's, weird yeah she's not well no my favorite character was steve that played by reza yes i mean he had no skin in the game at all so i guess him being kind of funny about although he wasn't even trying to be funny he was complaining about the guns that was the other thing i was like you know i'm not gonna get on my soapbox but america has a huge gun problem and the fact that they have a whole scene about like which guns are lame and which guns are better and this why are you giving me the elmer fudd gun if i have to go kill somebody i need the semi-automatic weapon i'm like he was right about that though well he was but i was like this is what's wrong with america this right here is what's wrong that's what's wrong with america that's one of the big problems sure is well yeah but in this movie, I think they all needed guns because they were hitmen. Or they're stuck in traffic on the LIE. So, um, there, so there's this big shoot 'em up whole thing, and Sam Rockwell is able to rescue Anna Kendrick. Actually, he rescues her, but then what happens is they get separated, and then she, again, this is where she goes, she's really crazy. <laughs> yeah. She gets attacked by one of the um, hitmen. His name is Johnny Moon. And he has a gun. He <laughs> Johnny could Moon. easily kill her, but he decides that he's going to stab her instead. And they get into this sort of Matrix-esque fight where they're both like doing the limbo to avoid being slashed by the other. And she winds up brutally uh, hitting him several times with a canister of some kind. Yeah, that's where I went, oh, I didn't see this coming. Where she's like full murdering, violent, like extremely violently. I mean, yeah. all, all murder is violent. But I mean, she like literally bludgeons a man to death. Yes, while she's screaming about how she likes turtles. Because this guy was talking about how t the sounds make that when turtles die. Yeah, so she's, I thought... It was going to be, she was just going to be accepting of Sam Rockwell's lifestyle and just be like, well, every, you know, like I said, everyone has, has their quirks Yeah, and she was going to be okay with it. But the fact that she started murdering herself, I was like, well, I didn't see that twist coming, but I should have, cause she's nuts. She actually commits the most brutal murder in the whole movie. Yeah. And then after she kills him, she runs into someone else in the hallway. She runs into Vaughn. It's the guy that beat the shit out of her. And she kills him. 
Yeah, and she and she like overkills him. Like she shoots him like ten times. Yeah, and she's like, I warned you this would happen. It's like all of a sudden she has become a seasoned killer. Right. She had that that instinct in her to know how to. The CIA would scoop her right up. But I don't think I don't think she passed the mental health check. God no. No, and then they're then she and Sam Rockwell are reunited and it's this is it. They're you know, they're gonna escape, but oh no, Tim Roth is still there. And he and Sam Rockwell have to get into one final huge fight. Yes. In which Rizza, is that how you say his name? Rizza? Yeah. <laughs> he winds up shooting Tim Roth. He does Sam Rockwell a solid. Because they all have, they have like a nice little rapport. I, I enjoyed their relationship the most in the movie. I thought they were both very cute. Yeah, if it was a movie with the two of them, it would have been fine. The, mo- the fact that it was somehow a romantic comedy on top of this <laughs> is where I was like, that's really not working well. Yeah, so he winds up killing, um, he winds up killing Tim Roth. And then he's very excited to hear from Sam Rockwell that he probably can cash in on a $10 million bounty on his head. So he's yeah. like, wow, you did me a really big favor by letting me kill him. Yeah. Very warped logic going on. And then Anna Kendrick and um, Sam Rockwell are just a very happy couple. And they fast forward two months and they are in Vietnam and again, people are trying to kill them, but they outwit them. And that's how it ends with Anna Kendrick doing one last kill. Yes. And so then I made me go, well, what's the, what's the deal now? It's like, so is he still, is it essentially, he's still kind of on the run from people wanting to, to take him out. And she's just now along for the ride. Is that what, what's happening? Yeah, I think so. That's what seems to be happening is they're still trying because Whomever was the person that hired Tim Roth, which I, we, we only heard like a recording. I don't know that. I, I didn't really. Yeah, I, I took it as he's now because he, you know, left behind the CIA or whatever. And so then he kind of was like, um, you know, they needed to take him out because he, out. he was, a, you know, knew too much, I guess, essentially. Yeah, although Tim Roth was, I don't, I don't think Tim Roth was working for the CIA because he was posing as an FBI agent with that other guy. I don't, I, I mean, anyway, all that wasn't that clear anyway. Yeah, but that was what my impression was of why they wanted to kill Sam Rockwell. But then you're right. Then how are people knowing how to find him and like solicit him for murder? And, and why would they continue to do that? Because he's made it clear they don't kill you. Yeah. You're right. I mean, that part wasn't really thought through. No, that whole Hitman storyline was bizarre and didn't make any sense. It really didn't, by any stretch. And actually, the romance didn't make any sense, because who the hell would be falling in love with someone that you just saw kill somebody? Love makes you do crazy things, Chrissy. I heard that recently. (laughs) But I did find Sam Rockwell completely charming and delightful. Well, that was the weird thing about this movie. It's like they had good actors. Like the acting was actually good. It was just a terrible story. It was just a terrible story. Which led me to look up who the screenwriter was. Who was it? His name is Max Landis. Oh, he's John Landis' son? Yes. John Landis is a real piece of shit. Wait, his son is too. Doesn't, didn't his son, is that the son that got into trouble for all like the sexual harassment and stuff? Yes. Oh, shit. Yes, apparently 
he this movie was 2015 he has not been able to find work since 2017 when multiple allegations yeah i remember that i remember that a bunch of women came forward and said he was like i think it was like being extremely abusive i don't know if it was sexually abusive or physically i don't remember but i just remember going oh well the apple doesn't fall far from the tree pieces of shit allegedly because if there's if there's one person listening that's litigious yes yes he but allegedly the guy's a real fucking piece of shit hasn't worked since 2017 but i also was like when i saw i actually didn't know that part about him but when i saw his name i was like oh it's nepotism that's how this movie got made because this plot is although he had sold he had done and sold many screenplays this was certainly not his first one no look it's not a good screenplay it's it's like we said it's it's a derivative of a derivative and not done well and why is she murdering people there's lots of problems but i'm gonna say i enjoyed it because i really love sam rockwell i really enjoyed rizza and i like anna kendrick and tim roth now if this movie had starred other people maybe i'd go this is terrible I mean, but of course it's a ripoff of a million other movies. There's not an original idea. Well, I mean, I just, I, I could not, I was like, God, this movie is so bad. I just, I just couldn't, if the conceit, if the central conceit is that this woman is falling in love with a hitman, that's right where it lost me. Because I was like, yes, she fell in love with but him. You but you love Gross Point Blank and many drivers in love with John Cusack and he's a hitman. Yeah, I'll have to watch that again. I, it, this just to me seemed so crazy. It just seemed so crazy. Hitman with a heart of gold. Listen, and Sam Rock, again, I agree. The performances were good. It wasn't like it was bad acting. It was, I mean, Tim Roth was good. They were, they were all good. It just was terrible. It was just terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Story. In my, in my view. In my yeah. view. I mean, look. I don't think that the world is missing out on the genius of Max Landis, if that's what you're, I don't think it's like, it's too bad that he's such a piece of garbage because we're really going to miss out on some great work. I I don't think that's, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I know this won't come as a surprise, but I am going to give this film that I picked a Muldon't. And I'm going to give it a Muldine because of the performances. All right. Because of the performances, the the storyline, eh, everything else, eh, but I really enjoyed the rapport. And and Hannah Kendrick, I do like her, I mean, but her character is real annoying in this, really annoying. Yeah. I mean, you have, you get, you get an insight into how deranged she is when they, when she is sort of trying to get over her broken heart right at the beginning and they go out dancing and she's dancing like a maniac and acting like a maniac there. She's just one of those, like, she's a lot, you know, where it'd just be like, I can't be friends with you. You're exhausting. Yeah. He should have dated the roommate. She was at least semi-normal. But she wouldn't have gone for it. Yeah, she wouldn't have, because she would have been like, you're a hitman. I'm going to call the police. Yeah. No one at any point in time thinks about calling the police. Not even just a hitman. It's like, he's now done this warped logic of, well, I'm going to kill other people who want to have a hitman, which is a whole other level of, of like, that's just a whole other level. The whole thing of Tim Roth explaining to Anna Kendrick what has happened with um, Sam Rockwell in terms of how he started out as a crazy person and had a nervous breakdown. Funny funny that he doesn't call him crazy to begin with, but he had a nervous breakdown, and now it's like he's crazy because he has a moral compass. 
But that was supposed to, I think, pave the way for her to be like, okay, it's all right for me to be in love with him because he's, it's almost like a Robin Hood. He's yeah. robbing from the rich and giving to the poor. He's killing people who want other people killed. So somehow. He's actually doing, being the more moral person. Right. Oh, we forgot to mention that his calling card is he wears like a clown nose, a clown yeah. red nose, which I don't yeah. even understand what the point of that was. And he does a lot of soft shoe. There's a lot of soft shoe dancing and a clown nose. So, I mean, honestly, I probably wouldn't be able to date him because of the soft shoe over the murdering. But say la vie. Yeah, I think the clown nose was supposed to be the indication that you're about to be killed. Because he always put it on. He could he could be walking into a room right. without the clown nose and maybe he just wants to have witty banter and leave. But once he puts on the clown nose, that that's when he means business. Right. I'm sorry to say that I picked a clunker, but I did think it'd be interesting to watch something I hadn't seen before, nor had I heard of. And I, you know, again, it, it's not, am I going to watch it again in my life? No. But yeah. I was like, this is cute. It was an hour and a half. Yeah, listen, I say if you're looking for a movie like this, watch Gross Point Blank or watch True Romance. Oh, of course. Like, those are definitely superior examples of this premise. I was hoping for an undiscovered gem, and I just found that the movie was undiscovered for a reason. <laughs> yeah, I really had never heard of it. Sam Rockwell, you know, my, my friend Aaron Augenblick, who's been on the podcast a few times, he's yes. the voice in one of in, in the movie that Aaron's been making. Drunkie. Oh, really? Sam Rockwell plays Drunkie, yeah. And what does he say about Sam Rockwell? Total and utter delight. He lo Aaron loves Sam Rockwell. It's like his favorite. Oh. Yeah. And he well, says, Sam Rockwell is delightful, delightful. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. All right, Anne. Well, I guess that's it for me this week. I'm going to I'm gonna double down and try to do better next time. I, I'm not upset with it. That's good. I just don't want to let the listeners down, Anne. Well, I've let them down plenty of times. <laughs> I'll find you soon.